Hello and welcome back to our devotions on the Psalms. Over the past few weeks, we've been talking about the way we can speak to God, the way we can experience God's presence, the things that we can say to God, the various subjects that we can discuss with God. We talked first about how God pursues us intimately. He wants a relationship with us. He searches us. He's very keen to know us. Then we talked about how God pursues us even when we went, whether we are going to heaven or whether we make our beds in hell. God wants to be there with us. We talked about how God created us with great care and even um, fear, awe and fear and trembling that we were fearfully and wonderfully made. How carefully God created each of us. And then we talked about being in the presence of God and worshipping God in the temple or in the church, but also about the presence of God wherever we are. We talked about talking to God on difficult subjects like wickedness of rulers, like the ones who abuse their power and hurt many people, and how we can express our deep anger against them to God. We also talked about the frustration of not sensing the presence of God the times when we pray and we cry out to God and God seems so silent, that even in those times, God is there and God even creates prayers for us to talk to Him about our frustrations. But today I want to talk about a very diff- different subject. In fact, today and Thursday we'll talk about how God speaks to us instead. And we want to look at Psalm 19. Let me first read Psalm 19. But today we will talk about the first half, Psalm 19, 1-6. And that is how God speaks to us through nature. And then on Thursday we will talk about how God speaks to us through His Word. So let's now listen or turn to your Bible, if you are holding the Bible with you. Let's turn to Psalm 19. Or if you don't have a Bible with you, then just pause and listen as I read to you from verse 1-6. to Let us pray. Father, you speak to us in many, many ways. You come to us so eagerly because you love us and you want to reveal yourself to us. We pray then that as we listen to this psalm, as we meditate on it, that you give us deep insights into what it means and how much more we can know you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 19, verse 1 to 6. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of His hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all the world, their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens God has pitched a tent for the sun. It is like a bright cha- bridegroom coming out of his chamber, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. Then it rises at one end of the heavens, makes a circuit to the other. Nothing is deprived of its warmth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This psalm, as I mentioned, has two parts. It is about how God reveals himself to us. And very surprisingly, the first part of it doesn't talk about the Word of God. 
Rather, it talks about the handiwork of God, the creation of God. I think that many of us have focused very much on the written word of God. We spend our time reading the Bible and that's so important. But often we have neglected that God speaks to us also from his creation. In this short six verses, God talks about the skies, the heavens, and how they reveal God to us. God is not silent in his creation. He doesn't only speak to us through the written word. He speaks to us also in nature. Let's see what this psalmist says about nature. He begins by saying that the heavens, the skies, declare or proclaim God's glory. It means that as we look at the heavens, as we look at nature, we see the handiwork of God and it describes who God is. And then says, and this is um, a continuous thing, it's not once in a while. It says day after day, that means if we were to spend our time just watching nature, every day we hear God speak, every night we gain knowledge just by looking at God's creation. Psalmist then says, yeah, that's true, they have no speech, there are no, there are no words, you can't hear the sound. And yet, they speak so eloquently about God. Their voice goes out to all the earth and the voices to the ends of the world. Have you ever paused to look at the sky in the day, the sky at night, and wondered what God is saying and wondered at God and His goodness? I want to read some of the comments that a few friends of mine have written or have said first one says this, I feel so stressed by noise, but I feel so calmed when I look up the pitch black sky and am surprised to spot the stars. His ways are stable and orderly, even when we always face a flurry of noise and activity. Another says, the sky is like real-time animation playing quietly above us every day. The feeling is like the beauty is always there always new every day, but only if we look up, then we can realize and see and feel it. These two persons talk about the sky, stability of order, the stars always there. But they also talk about the creativity, the, the artistry of God. It's like a cartoon, it's like a movie that, we, that changes all the time and it's being revealed to us every moment as we watch it. it. speaks of how creative and how wonderful our God is. But there are other people who have found God in different ways as they, as they look up into the sky. As a child, I had a very difficult childhood. And each time I was distressed and very dismayed, I'd go out, and often it would be at night, I'd go out into the balcony and I look up at the sky and somehow the vastness of the sky gave me a sense of peace. It was like an assurance that God is bigger, far, far bigger than all my troubles. Another person realized as he missed a loved one who was miles, hundreds of miles away from him. As he missed him, he looked at the sky and then he realized 
that though they were miles apart from each other, they were under the same canopy, under the same sky. And that was reassuring just to know that while in our eyes, a person we love is far, far away, and yet in God's eyes, we are just in the neighbourhood, we are under the same canopy, under the same sky. These were things that spoke to people who watched the sky, looked at the sky, and realised God was speaking to them. If you have time, listen again to the story somewhere out there from the American tale, where the two mice, the, the version by the mice is a lot cuter, by Fiverr and Tanya, as they were parted as brother and sister, not knowing where the other was, and then singing this song, somewhere out there beneath the clear blue sky. The loved one is there for them. And then we realise that, yes, it's true, that though the world and our problems are vast, God is far greater. But did you know that the Bible says so much about His creation, just about the sky and the stars alone? God's, God uses creation to tell His people a lot of things. For example, when the angel came to visit Abraham and was going to tell Abraham about his, um, that he would be a father of many nations, he told Abraham to look up in the sky. And there, as Abraham looked up, the sky was filled with stars and the angels said, Such will be the generations after you. As many psalmists have also spoken of the sky as God's majesty, the hugeness, the vastness of the sky as demonstrating the majesty of God. Or they have talked about the height of the sky as high as the sky is above. And they talk about the extent of God's mercy and love. They've also spoken of longevity, that the stars and the moons were established long ago, long, long, long before we ever knew history. And therefore, it talks about God having been around so much longer than we have been. As we look at the stability of the sky also, the psalmists have also talked about the steadfastness of God as unchanging because of the sky. So even as we see clouds, the art of God changing, yet as we look at the constancy of the sky, we realise that God does not change a great deal because He is always stable and steadfast. But the second part of this, of this first six verses talks about the sun. And let me read it again. In the heavens, God has pitched a tent for the sun. It is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes a circuit to the other. Nothing is deprived of its warmth. Here it describes the sun in the daytime and the sun that is hidden at night. It is a mystery, something of great wonder. That at night the sun is hidden as though sleeping in a tent. But for sure in the day it will come forth strong and enthusiastic. That the sun will always shine. You know, Jesus also used that same analogy. He said that he causes the sun to shine on the good and the wicked. God is not a frivolous God. He is not a God who decides today I will not give it to the wicked. Today I will give the sun to someone else. 
But rather the sun is a constant. He comes out. But not only does he come out, he comes out with anticipation, warming every corner of the earth. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes a circuit to the other. Nothing is deprived of its warmth. As the psalmist gazes at creation of God, the skies, the sun, he discovers so much of God. This is indeed a form of God speaking to us that we have often, so often neglected. We have often hidden ourselves in the study and we read the word of God closed up within walls. And yet, perhaps we could try this. We could, instead of reading the Bible in the room, maybe we could draw the curtains or pull the curtains apart and look out into the sky. Or better yet, go out of our house, go into the playground or the park, whatever there is, out in the open. And as we spend time with God, perhaps we don't have to always read the Bible. We should read it regularly. But we can also believe that God speaks to us through His creation. And maybe just try standing outside, whether early in the morning, in the afternoon, or late at night, just staring into the sky, and asking God to t tell you, to speak to you His truths. You may be very surprised at what God could say to you. As the psalmist discovered, that though creation is silent, yet it is so eloquent in speaking of God. Let's try this avenue, allow God to speak to us then, through nature. Shall we pray? Father, often we have imagined that you speak only through your word, only as we are seated at our desk. But God, you speak very loudly and eloquently also in nature. You speak to those who are alert to your creation, who see the works of your hands. And Lord, you display your work and you speak powerfully and you speak eloquently to us. And so we pray, Lord, that even as we explore this new avenue, that indeed our hearts will be so warmed by your speech to us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well then, I hope that you have another great week ahead. And God bless you and goodbye.